0: This is a Danger Entertainment Podcast. DangerEntertainment.net. Danger Entertainment Podcast Network. You've heard others,
1: but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said that? Never said that. We've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh. Jock and Nerd. Welcome to episode 326 of the Pittsburgh Nerd Podcast.
2: I'm Sean. And I'm Ian. And this is the only
1: podcast that says... See, what we call God depends on our tribe, Clark Joe. Because God is tribal. God takes sides. No man in the sky intervened when I was a boy to deliver me from daddy's fist and abominations. I figured out way back, if God is all-powerful, he cannot be all-good. And if he is all good, then he cannot be all powerful. And neither can you be. Nice. Yeah. That's a little Lex Luthor from Batman v. Superman. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. I get why people hate that Lex Luthor. That version of Lex. Yeah. Like, I get it. But there are some very interesting nuggets that they wrote for that character. I agree. That I like a lot. I didn't mind him. Yeah. Like like that like that tidbit like that there's that that like that, that that confrontation between Superman and Lex on the the helipad at the yeah. top of the building yeah. like that's a really good scene yeah it is like and that's where that 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 quote is from yeah yeah I, I mean there's some other stuff that I'm like eh it's just eh uh. but that one that's like one of my fault like that scene like between those two is like a very good one it's like I like that a lot I wish there was more of that.
2: Yeah. You know? yeah. And, I,
1: and I got a feeling that there might have been if they had been able to go on with what they wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. You know. For sure. You know. But how are you,
2: sir? Oh. I'm tired. Yeah. Long day.
1: We're recording on Friday night because you're going to an Iron Maiden concert tomorrow.
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. I didn't know they were coming to town. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So the deal was it's a it's a complicated story, but. About four months ago, I called into the X. The X. The X. Okay. So there's, yeah. There's.
1: Local, quote unquote, alternative radio station.
2: More like an oldies alternative radio. Yeah. But um, I was in traffic and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. So they were offering Corn and Allison Chains tickets.
1: Okay. Now that makes sense.
2: <laughs> right. Because, you know, I love my love for Allison Chains. Right. Um, not a huge Corn fan. Um but I am an Allison Chains fan. Yeah. And I like this new guy. I, I like this lead yeah. singer. He's really good. Right. So, um <clears throat> So it's a bucket list item, right? Because yep. I never saw Chains. Believe it or not. Right, which is surprising, but yeah. yeah. I mean they're like my number two favorite band I've never seen Chains. Yeah. So anyway I ended up winning tickets. Okay. I was the right caller. Yeah. Da 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 months passed by and yeah and nobody no contact and I'm like well, I guess I'll give him a call and all of a sudden I get this voicemail saying you know your tickets are here yeah and I'm like oh okay I Heart radio you know yeah all that crap so <clears throat> anyway uh, my good friend uh, G I'll just say G um, gave me tickets for Iron Maiden okay floor seats
1: right Yeah, that's
0: killer.
2: And so Iron Maiden is also on my bucket list because I've never seen Maiden live. Right. And as a teenager, I was a huge Maiden fan. Okay. I still am. Yeah. But not as much as when you were young. Right. Yeah. So also on the bucket list. Okay. Well, it turns out the concerts are on the same day.
1: Wow. Oh, that's heartbreaking.
2: Yeah so um I had to make a decision yeah and it's a big decision yeah it's huge seeing chains or seeing Maiden yeah um I introduced Maiden to G yeah and he you know he loved Maiden he yeah. still likes Maiden right uh the person that intros- introduced me to Maiden was Doug yeah as a kid 13 14 years old right you know because <clears throat> his brothers listened to him right and so, I chose Maiden.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. I I ain't been this shocked as Nick Perrypool six 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 ball of Halloween.
2: <laughs> yeah. And that's a local reference. But well, sorry. yeah. Well, on the re- and I'm taking Doug. <laughs> okay. All right. Doug's had a rough year. Right. Um. Not that's why I chose Doug. and not chose anybody, but. I thought it'd be kind of nostalgic for me and Doug to go to a concert together right. to see one of our favorite bands right. when we were in our youth. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. So I gave the tickets the chains tickets to Anna. Okay. Because Anna's a huge Allison Chains fan. Right. And but she also wants to see the two bands before, and that's really important to her to see the two bands opening for Chains and
1: Corn. Well, one of them's three eleven. Right.
2: We, I don't know.
1: Okay,
2: but there's, yeah, some, she needs to see them. Right. Okay. <laughs> right yeah. not, and she is an Allison Chains fan. Right. I mean, she's
1: so, she, so she's going to get like to the show at, like five in the afternoon. Correct. Yeah, and
2: she knows the bands, and yeah. she knows she knows Chains too. I mean, she's right. I, she plays Chains on guitar. Yeah. So originally, I was going to take Anna mm-hmm. by myself, just her and I. Right. And actually, uh, probably leave for corn because <laughs> I've seen corn and they're okay. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I, but I've never been a corn fan. Right. I, I've never been that guy that's into corn. Right. You know what I mean? I respect what they do. Yeah. It's just not my taste. It's not my cup of tea. Right. I get that. Um. So I gave the tickets to Honor.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: and then I'm going to see Iron Man. Wow. But. Cantrell has some more years left in him I hope
1: yeah yeah I, I, I see the point because I, I mean you know Bruce how, I, I how don't much, know how long much longer is Maiden with, with especially with Bruce Dickens how much longer are they going to be touring right or, or I mean even coming over to the states to tour yeah and it's because it, it, yeah because I mean it's, it's very rare when they do come over anymore yeah like it, you know I, I'm sure they you know mongoose will tell us like you know it's a it's a yearly trek to go see them at you know some Irish stadium somewhere, right? For him, but for for coming over to the states, they they do it once every few years at this point, and you know who knows if they're going to come back again.
2: Yeah, so it's a big show, and they're playing right. a lot of their old shit.
1: Yeah. Yep.
2: Um. So, I chose Maiden. So, yeah. So I'm going to Maiden.
1: That should be a hell of a show.
2: Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. Um. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure. Yeah. Um. So thank you, G, uh, for the tickets. Um, yeah, so yeah, so we're, that's why we're recording tonight.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's I, I'm, I'm very I, I'm very intrigued to how that show is because I saw Maiden. I'm I, I, at this point. I'm going to guess it has to have been twenty years ago. Okay, I'm going to say I saw him like ninety eight, ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Um, And they were phenomenal. Like I mean, I mean, it was a star like. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't like the only thing that disappointed me was like it wasn't like (laughs) the giant Iron Maiden show like you always see like in the videos. But I think this is gonna. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But the nice thing was like this this show it was um, the two opening acts were Rob Halford.
2: Oh, that's a great that's fucking great.
1: And Queensryche.
2: Yeah, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean I mean it it was a great show and, and Iron Man was phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Like I mean, they put on a hell of a show. Like, it was just, it, it was like the one thing, like, kind of, I mean, and they had that one point near the end of the show, they did have the big Eddie come out, yeah, which yeah. is always fun. But, like, I, like you always, like, when, especially when I was a kid, like, I mean, you just, you saw those videos, of, like, these these massive shows that they would put on. And especially you
2: were, the Power Slave Tour. Yeah, like,
1: the Power Slave Tour and shell show. Again, it was oh, like, man. fuck, that's what I want to see. And, like, I didn't get that. But what I saw was well worth the price of admission. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah, it's it's what yeah. I'm looking forward to. I'm like, from my understanding, the set list, uh, somebody at work actually said, Did you see the set list for Maiden? I was like, No, it's like, it's like all old. Yeah. It's like all old school. Yeah. So we're talking like Power Slave and, you know, The Trooper and shit, yeah. all that stuff from the old school that hopefully yeah. they'll do. Um, Which I, it sounds weird, but it's sort of a dream come true for me because, I mean, I had the post, you know, I had the yeah. posters, and I loved Maiden when I was that age, and yeah. I just want to kind of relive that
1: Yeah, bit. no, I, I get that. Like, I mean, and especially, like, when you're seeing a band like that, like, I don't want to hear your new shit. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, especially a band like that, like, it's like, I know you put out a new album because you feel like you need to, yeah. and I'm sure it's okay, Yeah play two songs off of it and I want to hear everything else from the 80s and 90s. Right. But you know, I think
2: but Dick, Dickinson can still belt. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, people talk about, you know, even when he stopped singing, but Steve Perry from Journey. Yeah. Probably one of the best singers ever. Right. Um,
1: the guy who's the lead singer of Queensryche. Correct. Yeah. Tate. Yeah.
2: Um, just killer, you know, right. vocals. Yeah. But, I believe not in the metal world, but but Dickinson has an incredible voice.
1: Oh, absolutely! I, I mean, I I think in, in I mean, in, in he's the, unbelievable in the history of rock and roll. Bruce Dickens is probably the greatest vocalist of all time. Yeah, like I I, I don't think there's any contest in that. Uh, you know. I as much as I love like Jeff Tate and, and Steve Perry and there's a list of other guys that, you sure. know Robert Plant back in the heyday yeah you know I, I'm sorry you don't hold a candle to the great Bruce Dickens and the, between his vocal range the training everything like he is like just he's the goat yeah he brings it. you know so
2: I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to this show yeah um I don't know how my back's gonna do with the floor seats yeah we'll have to see might have to take some meds before oh yeah yeah um but uh i'm looking forward to i'm looking forward to the show yeah it's uh i can cross that off yeah as seeing maiden
1: yeah
2: and allison james is also on that list yeah yeah um but i i felt this was the more important show to go to so that's why i'm going to this show right
1: yeah it makes sense it's still surprising because you know, I mean, I, like, I mean, I and I get like your logic is sound. I'm not, not, but it's just like I know how big of a Chains fan you are, so it has to be breaking your heart. It is, you know, to not be able to go to that show.
2: Uh, it absolutely is. Yeah, because I love Alison Chains. Yeah,
1: I mean, yeah. No, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I know what th-
2: for them to be like number two on my, on yeah. my personal list. Yeah is pretty big and through that whole grunge quote era yeah um and there were a lot of bands in that grunge era is it was always Chains
0: yeah just cause they're
2: heavier and I, like i always to me I've always been drawn to heavier style of music right and to me they were the uh Soundgarden was pretty heavy when they first came out yeah that's why I like early Soundgarden right but Chains always maintained yeah how they played and their vocals were so intricate um, with the harmonies between yeah. the lead singer and uh, Cantrell um, Staley and Cantrell yeah that that just wasn't really how can I say like part of that grunge era right do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, Allison Chains is very intricate.
1: It gets lumped in the grunge. Yeah, but I think it's a hot. It's better than grunge. I do too. Like, I, I I get it. Like, I get what you're trying to say. Like, it's 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 like when people kind of lump crew into hair metal. Yeah, it just, it's it's not hair metal. Nah, it's hard rock. Right. You know, but you get lumped into that because you're from that era. Right. You know, it's the same thing with with chains. I, they're not grunge, in my opinion. They're 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 a different. Kinda of like STP. STP is not grunge. It's a different beast. It's a different beast. But you know, but because you're from that area, you just kind of get lumped into it all. Right. And plus, being from Seattle did not help them at all. Nah. No. <laughs> you know, well, it helped get, them then. Yeah. But I mean, what I'm saying is, it just it gets them lumped into. Yeah. You know,
2: chains was much darker than even grunge was back right. then.
1: But I mean, like, and chains came out before grunge. Like, I, what man in the box hitting eighty nine?
2: Nah. Ninety. I, I want to say 90, 91.
1: Like I remember, it it was it it hit before.
2: Yeah, two bands. Two
1: bands before Nirvana
2: took over. Correct. Uh, Two bands that hit big were um, Chains with Man in the Box and Outshined by Soundgarden. Sound, yeah. And those when when I heard those two bands, I was yeah. When I heard those two songs, I was like, "Holy fuck! it, It something's changing." Yeah, something is changing in music. And this is fucking badass yeah. if it goes this way. Right. Of course it did and it didn't. Right. But um yeah, it was just it was different. It was completely different.
1: So before before we jump into everything, yeah um we have some sad news. Yeah. Um The Steelers, um Receivers coach Daryl Drake passed away last weekend. Yeah, uh, he was 61 years old. Uh, apparently, it was a, a hard issue. 62, 62. Excuse me. Um, but it's it's one of those things. I it's, it's still kind of shocking. I mean, I, I, you know, first off, he's he's 61. He's a young man still. Yeah. Um, but like. I can't imagine what you'd be going through as a player. Yeah, it's your best friend, right?
2: As a wide receivers coach.
1: Yeah. Like, I mean, he only been with the organization. This was his second year. Yeah. Um, But, like, Mike Tomlin knew him forever. Yeah. Like, he was, like, a mentor to Mike Tomlin back in the day. Yeah. Um, You know, he he was a guy who – he replaced a guy who had been in that wide receivers room for a very long time. Right. They felt bringing in an older guy – Like like this would help a young wide receiver core, yeah. Um, Like especially guys like Juju Smith Schuster and stuff like that, who really looked up to him and looked on as father figure, yeah. Um, But I mean, it's like I I can't imagine. Like I, I mean, I had my offensive line coach when I played football, and like I can't imagine. Like, even, like, in the, like, camp, like, finding out that he passed away. Right. Like, and not that, like, I was close to the guy. I mean, he was a good guy. I he 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 said some important things to me, like, especially, like, I don't want to make this about me, but, like, it was, like, one of those things, like, where, like, after I played my last game, Mm -hmm. I knew I was never going to play organized football ever again. Yeah. And, like, he just kind of came over and, and he and he just told me what a privilege it was to coach me. You know, like I mean that meant something to me. Right. right like as, as somebody like I mean I gave my I gave my all. I, I busted my ass every game. Like it, it like and I did everything I could to like execute to the best of my ability. Not not to please him. Yeah. I mean I didn't want to get yelled at. Right, but right. like it was but it was like to make myself a better player. Right, and you know, for the team to win, but to have somebody kind of recognize my effort and just that little, like you know, it was a pleasure to coach you. Yeah, like meant like the world to me. Yeah, yeah. So like to have a guy like this who like, especially like when you're like a pro, <laughs> when you're a pro, you're spending eight to ten hours a day with, if not more. Right. When you're breaking down film, you're sitting in that. You're you you're sitting in the room together. You're running drills together. This is the guy you go. Yeah, you know, like I can't imagine having a guy like that and then having him pass away, in the like at the start. At, you know, at, at training camp, right? Like you know, and it's like how do you replace that? It's like so like it's a devastating loss. I would think to like a young like any player. Right, like because because right. that's that the guy in the room, right? You know, right, right. and you have a relationship with that person, and that, sure. you know, I mean, oh man, that's tough. Yeah, but I mean, our, our heart goes not only to his family, but also like you know the the Steelers organization, Mike Tomlin, who, you know, what I think it was on Tuesday, he had a, a, a press conference and he was very choked up about it. I mean, this was a guy that meant a lot to Mike Tomlin. Yeah, um, and like. Like, guy was kind of like doing a favor for Mike Tomlin by being the wide receiver, just coming in, and you know, what I mean, like, so right, it's, like, right. it's like one of those things where, like, yeah, man, this, this, this hurts in many, many different ways, right? You know, so that sucks, yeah, it does, yeah. So, and we also, like, I don't know if you saw this, Peter Fonda died today,
2: yeah, crazy, right?
1: Yeah, best known for Easy Rider, yeah. And also, being in one of the worst fucking sequels and maybe movies ever made, Escape from L.A. Oh, yeah. Uh, the,
2: Let's, the, just <laughs> Let's just focus on Easy Rider. Let's
1: focus on Easy Rider. One of the greatest movies ever made. Yeah. You know, yeah. Should be in anybody's top 100. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I'm sure there's somebody there going, I liked Escape from L.A.
2: Yeah. Not this not these people.
1: Yeah, no, no not the people at this table. Uh-uh. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Uh, uh it a, a a turn so large that Oh, what a disaster. Oh.
2: <laughs> we were so pumped for it.
1: Though. Oh like I once saw an interview with John it, Carpenter. It,
2: it has like Blade Runner like the anticipation for Escape from New York. Two was or LA, whatever yeah. the the sequel was on that level. Yeah, for how should I say for um, fans of the first movie. Yeah, there were high expectations. For
1: oh, that. you had this great character in Snake Pliskin mm. that you just wanted to see more of. Oh yeah, like it was like one of those few times where like the character exceeded even the story of the movie. Which is, I mean, Escape from New York, great movie. Yeah. But I mean, like, I I once saw an interview with John Carpenter, and John Carpenter said, there is not a single cell of celluloid that I have filmed that I regret. And my thought was, there's got to be two fucking hours worth of Escape from L.A. you, you regret. You have to. You have to. You have to acknowledge that. As good as John Carpenter is, one of the greatest of all time, Right, you have to admit, you laid a massive turd with that movie. Mm -hmm. Massive, Mm. so bad. It was, it was. I mean, and you're right. It was so hyped for that movie. It
2: wasn't as it wasn't as bad as the movie that shall not be named.
1: Ooh, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You may not have had any Marty one-liners, but I mean, remember there is a scene where you've got Snake and Peter Fonda uh, uh, surfing down the LA River.
2: Yeah, that was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, just to remind you why we're calling yeah. is a giant turn. Yeah,
2: <laughs> the drugs are taking over.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: You know, the drugs are taking over when you start defending the movie. <laughs> you know? It wasn't as bad as. No, it was. It was.
2: Yeah, equal. I Maybe equal. Yeah. But anyway, moving
1: forward. Yeah. So, uh, but it's a great life. Peter Pauno was 79. Um,. It's a great, still a great loss. I mean, he did a bunch of other stuff that, you know, Ulysses Gold, stuff like that. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I'm not going to say I was a huge Peter Fonda fan. But I'm not going to either. Yeah. But, I mean, the two movies I remember him from the most, yeah. you know, are, are such complete opposites of each other. Because, <laughs> right, I mean, you've right. got Easy Rider, which, like I said, is one of the, the top 100 movies of all time. Mm. And then you've got fucking Escape from L.A., which is one of the largest turds that have ever been laid. Right. Ugh. So, anyway, anyway, <clears throat> we are Star Wars heavy today.
2: Oh, I bet because I've read some stuff.
1: Yeah, well, <clears throat> we're just gonna come out. We're not even gonna bury the lead. We're just gonna come out and say it has been all but damn near confirmed. You and McGregor will be Obi Wan Kenobi in a Disney Plus series. Oh. Uh,
0: Hallelujah. Yeah.
1: Hallelujah. I'm just praying
2: oh, that it's good.
1: I'm sure it will be. I, yeah. I have faith. Like I at this point, I have faith. Right. You know? And I don't think like they had to have presented a story to you and that he said, Yeah, I'm willing to do this.
2: He's been wanting to do this oh. since fucking Star Wars ended.
1: Yeah. Like he's right. Like, like when do you want me to do another <laughs> one? I am ready. Give me my lightsaber. I whatever you need. And like it's been like so long like since we like it's amazing like it's amazing to me that Ewan McGregor has been able to take the character of Obi-Wan Kenobi and make him quite possibly the coolest character in the entire Star Wars universe like it's mind numbing how he did that oh I know out of
2: all, out of everybody in the universe, yeah. including the new films, yeah, all people wanted was that Obi-Wan movie.
1: With him in it. Yeah. We're going to do spin-off movies. It'll have nothing to do with what's going on now. Well, when's Obi-Wan coming out?
2: Yeah, right. I mean, it
1: was the first thing people... You gave us Rogue One. You gave it... And all we wanted was a fucking Obi-Wan movie. Yeah.
2: Give us the Obi-Wan yeah.
1: movie. Don't get me wrong. Rogue One worth the price of admission yeah Solo yeah, it was okay
2: it was worth the price of it admission
1: it was worth the price of admission but hey fuck all we wanted was an Obi-Wan movie yeah don't talk about making a fucking Yoda movie I don't want to hear about no fucking Boba Fett bullshit give me Obi-Wan give me Ewan McGregor give give, give, give me what I want
2: yeah and hopefully we're gonna get oh,
1: it oh as a series as a 10 episode series it's gonna kill yeah it is gonna kill like, I, I'm, I'm, right now, I'm like, Disney, take my money.
2: <laughs> right,
1: dude. Where do I sign up for that fucking triple play where I get ESPN Plus and Hulu?
2: That's such a good deal.
1: 12.99 $12.99 a month. Here's my fucking money. And whose dick do I gotta suck? I mean, oh.
2: Oh, I'm telling you. I'm looking forward to it. Oh. Massively.
1: I cannot wait. <clears throat> I cannot wait. I, I mean... And like when I saw this, like I saw this at work, and it took everything I had not to just stand up and like just like do a little dance, like right then and there.
2: Oh, when I saw it, I did the Admiral Akbar slump. Oh, <laughs> I did, I did. and right? I was like,
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> when the yeah. you know when it's destroyed, yeah, I was just like, oh, oh fine, fine Roy. Right? thank god you know i did i was like thank the heavens you know yeah because no i don't care what you and mcgregor are in golden
1: oh yeah i mean dr sleep yeah i cannot wait for that yeah like ewan mcgregor has become and, and I, it's rare that i do this but ewan mcgregor has become my go-to actor like i will watch damn near anything ewan mcgregor's in yeah
2: Sim- similar for me for tom hardy yeah similar for me um well tom hardy i can't even i can't even think of who i was i'm so excited about this obi-wan move this obi-wan series yeah. um harrison ford yeah. whatever he's in i watch it that's who i was thinking of um whatever he's in i'll watch i don't give a fuck <laughs> you
1: know what i mean yeah i mean some of it i've regretted Six days and seven nights.
2: Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> still, seeing you and McGregor on yeah. screen, right? Seeing you, you and McGregor on screen is an actual pleasure. Right? Does that oh, make it, sense? It, it is.
1: It, I mean, look, I, I need to point no further than fucking Christopher Robin. Fantastic. I mean, you want to talk about one that could have been mailed in? Yeah. Like yeah, for sure. Like Disney's like, hey, we'll give you a paycheck, and he's like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. Winnie the Pooh movie, I'll do it. Mm. Killed it. He fucking killed it.
2: Oh, I know. <laughs>
1: I know. I know. You know, but I mean, like it was like that. Uh, like, like it. it you know, you think about like all the stuff with Pooh and Tigger and, all, and, and you know, everything it took. But like McGregor just killed that fucking movie. He did. He, hey, he was just dude has mama. chops, man. Yeah.
2: And, and and it's you know, um, I mean, look at train spotting along.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I mean... I mean, uh, you're
2: talking about a brilliant film.
1: Yeah, I mean, there are very few movies I could say, like, that Hugh McGregor's done that have been, like, bad movies. Right. I, I there's that one where he was, like, stalking Angelina Jolie that kind of sucked, but...
2: Look at him in the Da Vinci Code.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's phenomenal. Like, I mean, yeah. Like, like, like that, the, that, the, that wasn't the Da Vinci Code, it was the other <laughs> one, I can't remember. The second one, but still... Angels and Demons. Angels and Demons, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, he crushed that movie. Yeah.
2: As far as little as he was in it, yeah, he like killed the, it.
1: The thing I remember is you and McGregor. Yeah, you know, yeah. Everybody else, is like, eh, so what? Yeah, you McGregor
2: killed it. Yeah, <laughs> I, it's just, I cannot wait, dude.
1: Yeah,
2: I can't wait. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty geeked about it. So, mm. yeah. Thank God. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to know anything. No. <laughs> you know, no. <laughs> like. I I I'm gonna stay away from as much as I possibly can, and just f- turn it on and just watch him act.
1: I I like I think like it's funny like I'm thinking about it like I've been thinking about like it, I'm sure and this is gonna be announced yeah. officially at D23 I think in two weeks. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm sure that's when we we'll get the official announcement and I'll bring you and McGregor on stage and there'll be a whole hullabaloo, but like. All I need to see is just one trailer. Yeah. Like, that's all I want. Like, I was thinking about, like, when D23 is coming up, we might get a new Star Wars trailer with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking myself, I don't think I need it. Yeah. Like, I saw enough in that first trailer. Like, I don't think I want to see anything else.
0: Right, right. I mean,
1: I'll end up watching it. Right. But, like, I'm thinking to myself, like, do I really need it at this point? Like, I, I love, like, it, this is such, like, where that trailer led me and took me and, and like, left me, I'm like all i fucking need yeah
2: i don't want any more. no don't give me anymore
1: no not at all like and it's just like fuck. yeah like and like you see stuff like it, you just can't help but you see stuff on the internet like like from like uh vanity fair articles and stuff like pictures and it's just like fuck is that gonna be the final battle i oh God, it's i don't want to see anymore yeah. like i am so geared up for fucking rise of the skywalker i want to know nothing i know enough as it is right now right
2: but when Obi-Wan fires up that lightsaber.
1: Oh shit, son.
2: <laughs> I can't
1: wait. Oh shit.
2: I hope it's like like real dark. Right. And he just fires up the lightsaber, see- like a flashlight on the face. Yeah.
1: Like and- like Vader in, in Rogue One. Yes. Like you just see the red and you're like, oh shit, it's on.
2: That's what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh. I just I'm praying that it's yeah. good. I praying to the gods that it's good. So,
1: and I I hope
2: because he number one number one he deserves it. Yeah, I mean this guy has wanted to play that part. He he embodied Obi Wan.
1: Yeah, like took what Alec Guinness created and paid homage to it. Correct. But by, by like taking that to like the next level. Yeah. But like playing it like Alec Guinness would have.
2: Yeah. Unbelievable so looking forward to it. Hmm.
1: I mean it's become a meme, but like that whole thing like <laughs> you know he's facing uh general Grieve he's like, hello there.
0: Mm-hmm. you know I and mean, it's
1: like so cool, you know, General Kenobi you hang
2: on his words, yeah, and that's a thing. yeah, you know, and in all in the Star Wars films, you hung on his words. He saved that whole franchise.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I like, mean,
2: if there was any saving to that franchise, it, it was Obi Wan.
1: Yeah. There like, wasn't
2: it, anybody else in that series that no. saved it.
1: No, like Anakin Skywalker is the main character, but man, I couldn't get enough of you and McGregor as Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. In all three of those movies.
2: Anytime he was on screen, you were like, you paid attention. Yeah. Because that was the important part of that series.
1: Yeah. Exactly, you know, and i, I mean—and the way he just crushes it in that final movie with that final battle, like I, that speech, like "You are the chosen one," I—I'm like, uh-huh. I'm, tears are rolling down my face because he's just making me feel it. Yeah, like he you did. Felt, you felt the heartbreak of Obi Wan Kenobi in that moment because of the delivery that Ewan McGregor gives that, and and the the weight that he gives it. Like you're just like, oh fuck, I feel, I feel your pain, my friend. Yeah. You know, like I'm right there with you. I mean, Hayden Christensen's doing his best. You know, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, great, that's great. But like McGregor was just like, oh, you were meant to bring balance to the force. And, 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 like you were my brother. I'm you just know, like, oh, I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm laughs> I know. Fucking Isn't that done.
2: crazy how he makes you feel like
1: that? Yeah. Like yeah. The, o- the only thing that's gonna equal that moment, in my opinion, is, is with Grindelwald and and fucking um. Uh, what's his name long great beard Dumbledore Dumbledore when Grindelwald and Dumbledore go to each other
2: you mean not Grindelwald but yeah
1: Grindelwald yeah
2: and Dumbledore yeah not Grindelwald
1: yes when it'll be in the fifth movie like the great, and, and oh, the oh and, of the and things to come. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like when you get. I thought you were
2: talking about Voldemort and no, and Dumbledore in the old no. series. No, 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 because no. Well, that was a fantastic.
1: That was, but I'm talking about, like that moment because like they were so close, like it, it, you know the whole the whole thing with those two were like brothers to each other in the the it's described in the well more than that more than that but the movies aren't going that down that rabbit hole. I think they will. She, they they say they won't. Wow. Anyway, go ahead. right, but um, you know, but the, the the that that relationship between those two is going to reach a climax where you have that that amazing wizard duel between those two, like the greatest that's ever been done. Can you imagine? But it has to have that same feeling, yeah, exactly. <laughs> whoa, whoa. But it has to have that same feeling of, of Obi Wan versus Anakin and and Mustafar, right? Like it right, has to have that weight and that feeling to it. So at the end, like, there's a sadness to. To um Dumbledore that he had to take Grindelwald down. Yeah, like there was a sadness to Obi Wan that he he did what he had to do to his brother. Right, right. You know, and that's how I feel about the same thing. That's more like happened. a son. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. But I mean, like th- th- there was a brotherhood between those two. Right, right. And like I think that that has that fight has going to carry that says it's, it's going to come the closest to what we saw in that movie. Yeah. And I mean, I can't wait for it. Oh, I know. You know, but. McGregor is, uh, he's back. Just, oh.
2: Thank God.
1: Cannot wait.
2: Too long.
1: Too long. Too long coming.
2: Yeah. No, I agree.
1: All right, so I'm i am going to start trimming my fine Kenobi beard now. And ready <laughs> for whenever the fuck this is going to come out. Right, right, anyway, right, so. right. But next up, though, um, <sighs> Ryan Johnson... He who directed uh The Last Jedi and Man of many knives in his back from from trolls. Right. Um he he is still going to direct a trilogy. Yeah. Like, it's still on. Like the, he hasn't been fired. Like uh, beyond that's not what people think. Like there are people who are like, oh yeah, Disney got rid of him, they're not doing that. No, he's still set to do it. Like, Disney's just kind of resetting themselves for the most part after yeah. this. But, you know, they're going to do more movies, <clears throat> and Ryan Johnson is scheduled to do them. Yeah. You know. And, um, hey, by the way, have you seen the trailer for Knives Out? No. Oh, hold on. All right, so you just saw Knives Out. That was really fucking good.
2: Huge cast.
1: Yeah. Huge. Huge. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a monster cast, but I mean, it, it's like, like, Ryan Johnson has done small sci-fi movies up until Star Wars.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Star Wars is a monster. And yeah. like, instead of like doing another sci-fi movie, he completely gets out of the genre and is going to do a murder mystery a la Clue. Yeah. yeah. With a cast it and you know, I mean, you've got, again, the great Daniel Craig speaking with a like a, a southern accent. Yeah. That's, that's tremendous. Yeah. I I I love listening to Daniel Craig speak with a Southern accent,
2: and he got Curtis for the role too, and that was just yeah, surprising in a sense. Yeah, I mean she doesn't act all that often.
1: No, not anymore. But yeah, I mean Jamie Lee Curtis, Tony Collette, Chris Evans. I mean Christopher Plummer. I mean that that's a huge cast,
2: huge. You know, mm-hmm.
1: but I mean, but on top of all that, it looks like it it's going to be a fun movie to sit through.
2: Yeah, sure.
1: You know, like I, I, it's like I can't wait to see this. Yeah, but you know, it's interesting that you know Ryan Johnston is is you know he like I said he's still scheduled to do three Star Wars movies, and like he's doing it completely outside of what we know. Like this is a complete like for lack of a better term like reset in a way of like creating a whole new mythology. Right. Like, no, no Death Stars, no Skywalkers. Like, I don't know what the is going to do. But he, he, he states, and this is an interesting quote I think the fun and challenge part of it is to dive in, figure out what's exciting, and figure out what it's going to be. We're doing something that steps beyond the legacy characters. What does that look like? To me, the blue sky element is what was most striking about it. I know the way that I'm coming at it, and what fun, what's fun about it for everyone in George Lucas's film, films is figuring out what's the next step. It really makes you think and figure out what the essence of Star Wars is for me, and what that will look like moving forward. Yeah, and I think it's a very interesting take to go by. Like. Like saying to yourself, like, okay, what is the essence of Star Wars? Like, what is it that we love about Star Wars? Right. What do we keep coming back to with Star Wars? Like, what did Lucas miss in the prequel movies that, <clears throat> you know, he got right in the first trilogy and in many ways are getting right in the second trilogy? Right. And I mean, you know, and then like Rogue One, ro- ro- other than the Death Star, like, there's no other connection to any of those characters. Right, you know what I mean? Like the Death Star is the MacGuffin. Yeah. You know, so but still, like I still like that little bit of a connection there. Like so, but that was a fun movie. It was a fun Star Wars movie. Yeah, Solo, fun Star Wars movie. Like, like what is it that brings us back to this? And that's what Ryan Johnson's is kind of saying: is what is the essence of what makes Star Wars what we want to watch? Right. That we love. And how can I take that and make something completely new with it?
2: Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be all right.
1: I certainly hope so, because I liked The Last Jedi. Yeah. Like I like it a lot. Like I like it better than a lot of people do. Yeah. I, I think it I think like I know it's a it's a it's a square peg in the round hole of what this trilogy is. Right. But man, I thought he told a good story.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: For the most part, I mean, like I, we we've discussed before, the casino stuff. Eh, okay, yeah, felt slapped in there because you had to have it, but everything else about that, like the the story with with Luke, Ray, and Kylo, like that that triangle. I loved that story.
2: Yeah, it was good.
1: I loved everything about it. I thought the way he explored the Force was fascinating. All right, right, right. You know. Like, everybody shits on it because it's like, well, oh, you know, she had, like, three days worth of training, and now she's a master. I mean, Luke had, like, a week.
0: You know? Like, yeah, right.
1: Like, like time. Like, like, we sit here and we say, like, you know, to become a master Jedi, like, in the, the prequels, it was like, you know, you, we pl- pluck them when they're young, and then, you know, they go through 20 years of training. Well, no, you know.
2: Obi-Wan was a master.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: Luke was not. Luke had like a week with Yoda and was like, "There you go, kid. Go get, yeah. go get Darth Vader."
0: And I mean,
1: they begged him to stay. They're like, "You're not done, right? You right. can You don't have the, what takes the face Vader yet, right? Right. You know. So, I mean, like, but like, I get it. Like, you, you sit there, like, like it's like, well, you know, she she was using you know Jedi mind trick on, on stormtroopers without any training. I, I get it. Okay, whatever." But man, I mean, like it's a good. It's just they're good stories. They're fun. It's what Star Wars is. Right, right, right. You know. Mm
2: -hmm. No, I have no doubt. Um, I really didn't have a problem with the last movie. No, Uh, I did have a problem with the casino scene, but
1: yeah, like the 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 Rose Finn storyline like felt like really like it was like he crafted this story about everything else and he was like oh fuck I've got this character fit I gotta do something we'll, we'll give him Rose and we'll send him off and we'll figure it out like that's how that, that, that aspect yeah. of the story felt like everything else fit together nicely except for that
2: but when Luke came out with the dice dude
1: mm. uh,
2: that's good stuff I mean like there yeah. was a lot of there was a lot a lot of good things in this film yeah in that film that were like just really good yeah. You know. I mean my my biggest problem with the film I mean and I know you couldn't have ended it like, you know yeah. how you wanted to, but Luke should have went out like more of a badass than what he was. That anger should have came out a little bit more than and I get why why they did what they did. Yeah. Um And I respected what he did with the Luke character. Yeah. You know? But at the same point, you're like, "Mm." (laughs) I don't know if Luke would have, I think he would have done that, but kind of not. You know, like, I, I think I wanted more of a blaze of glory than what I got.
1: You wanted him to get on the Falcon. Yeah. Like, that was the whole thing. Like, we all wanted to get on the Falcon. We all wanted... Like, and, like, I, I, I have no problem with that ending.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: I have no problem with the way Skywalker goes out. Yeah. Like, to me, it really made sense. Like, it, it was like, okay, he figured out where they're at. He felt them through the Force. He projected himself there. Like, he... Like, and it was, like, so... like... like really well done like because like even like me like it it didn't dawn on me what he was doing until like it happened right like I'm Kyler Ren in a way like in that in that scene like because the first thing I'm thinking of is when the fuck did this guy have time to hit a barber shop (laughs) right he's looking trimmed up his hair's looking neat you know I mean like when the fuck did this happen you know, someone like kind of pissed that he's like taking his good old time to get to where they're at. Yeah. You know, and then he goes out and like the whole thing with like the yeah, you know, they're blowing the hole in the in the ground and him shrugging it off. I like, like that. Well, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but that's like one of those moments. Like I'm thinking to myself, like that's like like straight from the comic books. Yeah. yeah you know, like yeah. that's how they get Luke in the comic books would have done. <laughs> like you know. And so I'm like, I'm like, okay, this is badass. Like he just shrugged that shit off, yeah, you know, and you know, then he's fighting Kylo, and like, you know, I'm not even noticing it. he's not putting a footprint in the ground, right? Like it, 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 and and, like, and he did everything they could to show me this was like he wasn't really there, and I thought he was really there. I'm like, oh, when he unloads on fucking Kylo Ren, I cannot wait. Like I'm just, he's like toying with him, and he wasn't even fucking there.
2: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know, but I like the fact that it was uh, it was a bullfight, right? I mean,
1: yeah.
2: I, that I mean, that's the way I looked at it.
1: Yeah, it was.
2: Yeah, and uh, I respected that aspect of it. Yeah, and I didn't really like realize that till later on when I watched it again and again yeah. and again. It's like this, is like a bullfight. Yeah, Luke's pretty much holding up the red cape. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, I, and I thought that part of it was cool. Even with the foot movements, yeah, you can almost, you can almost internally see the bullfight going right. on, right? You know, which I respected. I thought right. that was some good directing. Yeah. You know, if that's the way you're gonna go with it, I was like, that's really good stuff.
1: Yeah, like even like something stupid, like I'm like, they got they fucked up his lightsaber. Yeah, like yeah, like why would he got the blue lightsaber? No, it should be green.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly.
1: <clears throat> and like it never caught on to me never once did I catch that it should be green yeah Yeah. like I was pissed I'm like well this is a major fuck up how did this get through I bet it's not no yeah
2: it's good stuff
0: Mm
1: -hmm. I do wonder why Luke made that choice then what do you mean well okay like I get it like you you sit there and you say he's everything else that I get like he appeared the way that he did because that's the last time Kylo saw Mm-hmm. You know, so you, you want to present, give that presentation, but why the blue lightsaber? <laughs> like, I mean, because it was Anakin's lightsaber. It, it was the, the original lightsaber that he was that he's holding as the as the ghost, right. as the, the projection.
2: Dad created, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, why aren't why, why would you have not have appeared carrying your own blade? Like that would have made more sense. And plus, I just I like the green lightsaber no i get it yeah i don't know that's the only odd ball like like in the again like in the movie i'm like the fuck that lightsaber was destroyed right right right. this is a huge mistake you know but then i like afterwards when i realized what happened i'm like it's still an odd choice to make to decide to weld that blade even even as a projection
2: maybe as a mental fuck to Kyle i maybe that's the only thing I, yeah. I I came up with on that whole blue saber thing it was a mental fuck. It was like, why do you have grandfather's blade? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, why do you have?
1: Yeah,
2: you know what I mean. So that's the only that's the only reasoning rationale that I can come up with on why the blue blade. Yeah, <clears throat> but it was cool to see him with that blue blade again. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, to me it was. No, I get. I that. mean, I get why you would want the green blade, but I mean like. The blue blade was actually kind of cool.
1: And the other thing is, like, why is like okay in the Rise of the Skywalker trailer? It's the Anakin saber still. Yeah. Like, why wouldn't Rey have created her own? Like, why did she like if she had to if she put the whole thing back together? Like, did she repair that lightsaber somehow, mm-hmm. or was it that she just recreated it? Like why wouldn't she have like created her own style blade? Or 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 even hilt. Like if you're using the same kyber crystal, it's fine. Right, right. But, like why wouldn't you have created your own like hilt? Maybe we haven't seen that yet. True. I think that's where it's going. Yeah. All right, and moving on to our, our last bit of Star Wars fun. Okay. Um Good friends of our super fan, super fan Otter, uh, David uh, Beninoff and D.B. Weiss, better known as Little Mouth and Dweeb, huh. um, as we know, they are attached to uh, write and produce a Star Wars trilogy. Okay. So, they're still attached to that, but now sources are saying the Thrones pair are writing a treatment for a Star Wars trilogy, and are committed to penning at least one of the films. The original deal was to write all three. Okay. It's unclear if the duo who also have another feature with Fox Disney carved out will do more than just write for Star Wars. Now, this is on top of, apparently, they also signed a huge deal with Netflix. Okay. So, these guys are, uh, you know, running themselves a bit thin at this point. Right. Um, I find it interesting that they've they've gone from like, you know, yeah, we're we're gonna do a trilogy to like we're gonna produce a trilogy. Yeah. You know, we'll, we'll come up with the basic concept and we'll let other people figure it out for us. Yeah. yeah. Eh, this is kind of shitty. Yeah. Yeah. Like to me, like that's maybe like part of the problem with what's going on with like the current trilogy if you want to say there's a problem... Right. ...is there's no, quote-unquote, showrunner to guide it. Right. Which is why you have, like, this odd piece in the middle of this trilogy between The Force Awakens and Rise The Rise of Skywalker where The Last Jedi is a great movie, but it's, like, it doesn't kind of, sort of fit in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's... As much as I like it, it... it, it, it like, right now, it, it feels like an odd fit between these movies yeah you know i mean and so here here comes you know i mean at least they're gonna have like a for lack of a better term like a show bible right like this is the trilogy we want to get from here to here these are the points you have to hit in between and we'll write the first movie right you know I, i get they're not directors you know what I mean? Like, I, I right. get that aspect of it. They're, they're producers and they're writers. Yeah. Um, so I, I get that they're not directing these movies, even though, like, to me, like, it. It see it like, you know, I would want to have a heavy hand involved in that aspect of it if I was them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's just me. But it, it almost feels like they're kind of like, they're almost treating Star Wars like a. it's just another job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like I feel like there are other pairs like I would love to see the Russo brothers get their hands in the Star Wars. Yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Like I just I just watched it. And they they did a thing on the Star Wars show on YouTube. Mm. They did an interview on there. And they talked about like being huge Star Wars nerds, which I believe I mean, they talked about, like, you know, we went from Star Wars and we, like, you know, went to other things, which is how, like, they're able to, like, really play with genres as far as, like, you're in a superhero movie, but, man, the genres change or, like, even, like, Winter Soldier is not, like, really a superhero movie. It's more of a spy movie, you know, or a political thriller, if you will. Like, I mean, they, they play with genres very well. I'd love to see those two guys really get in and, like, do a series of Star Wars movies where they're it's not just Star Wars but it's also like that Russo Brothers feel to it like, yeah 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 you know what I mean like they've made four Marvel movies Winter Soldier Civil War you know Infinity War and Endgame there's not a bad one in that bunch no
2: <laughs> you're right
1: you know what I mean like yeah. and I mean and in all honesty they did something that I don't think anybody else could have done and that was those two Avengers movies yeah like you know got you know i will stand up here and i will tell you how much i fucking love fucking uh, joss wheaton yeah i love joss wheaton yeah and i mean he gave us the first avengers movie he did a good job with ultron for what it was i don't think joss wheaton could have pulled off those two movies no 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 I just don't. Like, I I don't think you would have gotten the emotion that you got. I I think Joss Whedon would have just killed everybody. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know? You know what I mean? And they would have stayed dead.
0: Yeah, yeah. You
1: know? I I mean... But no, like, I mean, I love Joss Whedon. I just... I don't think, like... Like, I I don't know how to describe it. Like, I just... I feel like the Russo Mm. brothers were the right guys for this job. And they gave us two movies... That as bookends, like, it's it, it just back-to-back movies. I can't wait to watch these back-to-back like that. Like, it's like, like one sitting, one movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait to do that. Um, It's a beautiful piece of cinema. Yeah. It is. Like, you could say, well, it's just a superhero movie. It's a f- th- These are masterpieces. They are. And I mean, like... <clears throat> It is a rare occasion for me. I'm not going to say that because I, I, I cry a lot. You know, I've, I've established that. But like, I still like. I, I just I was just watching it on YouTube because I felt like I wanted to watch it. The 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 Cap Thanos fight. Yeah. You know, and that leads into on your left. Yeah. You know, and like that moment, like that moment where like. And it's like, and it's so brilliantly done. And it looks like a fucking comic book page, cause like, it's like, Cap gets knocked down, and Thanos is bringing like his entire army down. And it's like here's every fucking buddy, yeah, you know, and it's just Cap by himself with that half that broken shield, tightening it up, and like it's like that wide shot, and it's like. On the right-hand side of the screen is like Thanos and his entire army, like just waiting to strike. And there's Cap standing alone.
2: Yeah. And it's like, fuck. <laughs> you know, it's good stuff. Bro. I mean,
1: like right there, I'm thinking, like, man, the Russo brothers are are brutal in doing this to Cap. Yeah. And then, like, all of a sudden, you know, it's you know, on your left, and you're like, and like the tears just start rolling down my cheeks, like <laughs> big fat. Tears, because it's like the army of the MCU is there now behind Cap, and when he says those fucking words, "Avengers Assemble," it's like so fucking worth it. Like, and it's like brilliantly this brilliantly crafted moment that only the Russo brothers could have done, in my opinion. Like, oh, the only they understood what that moment had to be.
2: Yeah,
1: and as much it had to be huge. Yeah, and like it was like this gigantically epic comic book moment. That was so much more than that. And you're
0: just like, fuck. Oh, I
1: this agree is, with you. This is, and, I, and I would love to see them bring that type of sensibility to this universe. Right. You know.
2: No, I get it. You, you almost crave it.
1: Yeah. Like, I don't know what these guys are doing next. You know, but I wish somebody from Lucasfilm would be like, we want to work with you.
0: Yeah,
2: right.
1: You know, we want you to do something as epic as you did here. Right. Only in our sandbox. Yeah, you know.
2: I wish they would. Yeah. Cuz it'd be good.
1: Yeah. Like I mean there are other directors I'd love to see play in the Star Wars. Like I'd love to see Joss Whedon get a shot. But I like it's like I want to see him do one movie and it's going to be like you know the life of a janitor on a star destroyer <laughs>
0: right. and i'm
1: perfectly cool with that because joss wheaton can pull that off and make it work yeah, yeah. you know what i mean like but like there are other like there, like it's like funny like you know I, i'm looking at these two guys from game of thrones and i feel like man these guys are throwing away an opportunity of a lifetime it feels like they're just like yeah we'll give you something and we're moving on like right you know which like otter for years has been like these guys are just waiting for their next paycheck yeah, yeah. you know well here they are and they've got paychecks coming and they're like yeah we're just gonna do what we wanna do and eh, Star Wars is cool yeah you know where I feel like a guy, I think the Russo brothers would be like fuck we would love to do this yeah
2: more invested yeah yeah especially as fans yeah, yeah I think that's the most important thing is fans <laughs> growing up <clears throat> knowing the mythology knowing the you know ins and outs of the star wars universe Mm. i think it'd be better to have someone come in just to pound it i think they would
0: oh
1: yeah i mean i think they would they would give us something that would be absolutely amazing and you would just fall in love with it because i think they're those two guys are just that good yeah um I, I think though some, sometimes like being a fan could be a detriment. Like sometimes being a non-fan can help. Like I, I honestly believe like for better or worse, I, like, I. You know X one and X two I think are good movies. Mm. You know Brian Singer was not a comic book fan. Uh-huh. he didn't want comic books on the set. Like Hugh Jack Jackman talked about like smuggling in comic books to read. You know, so you get to understand the character more. Yeah. You know, Singer didn't want that. You know, but I think Singer did a very good job of creating, you know, with X one and X two two very good movies. And then later on he comes back and he gives us Days of Future Past, oh. which is a, you know, I don't care what other people think, I think it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah.
2: Days of Future Past is a really good movie.
1: Yeah. I know I'm not supposed to talk highly of Brian Singer, but I'm sorry. Like he, You know, these were three very good movies. I think he gives us a turd and... <laughs> you know, Apocalypse. But...
2: But that's the thing, though. I mean... <clears throat> would, a comic fo- would a comic book fan do that to Apocalypse? Or would a comic book fan... Bring apocalypse.
1: I think that, that's where the, the the question becomes weird, because like the the, the other side of that coin though is look at what Brian Singer did with the character of Magneto. Okay. He made Magneto, which is a very interesting character in, in the books. Don't get me wrong, but he made him far more interesting. Now, grant he had the help of two very great actors, right, in in crafting that character's story. But still, like, Brian Singer brought this character new dimensions that made him more, even more sympathetic.
2: Agreed. I mean, I, that, that I, I agree that, with that, you. I, that
1: I don't think a comic book fan would have done. I think if you had let a comic book fan do, do that, Magneto would have been a mustache-twirling villain. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's a fine line. You're right. Like I, I don't think a fan of the, of the X-Men comic franchise would have done what they to Apocalypse, what Singer did. But I think Singer did a lot more good than bad for most of his time mm. with the franchise.
2: I, I, I don't agree with that. I think that I do agree with you on the Magneto aspect. You know, because there was some Magneto stuff that was, like, really good. Yeah. And really captured Magneto. Right. Um, and brought him to a level that we didn't see in the comics. Right.
1: You know? Right. I think, you know, again, and two great actors, but, you know, the, the character of Xavier. Right. Same thing.
2: But same respect I mean I just don't think he I don't know what the right choice of words is I don't know I, I just think that
1: I I think Singer made a Singer just,
2: ruined some some things that should have been there
1: right Singer made decisions on who he wanted to focus on right you know it it was it was Charles it was Magneto it was Wolverine Mm -hmm. you know it was um, uh, Cyclops and it was Gene yeah those were his characters right like everything else in many many ways was just set dressing for better or worse And in many cases, I think worse. Like I think, I I think Halle Berry as as Storm is absolutely wasted. You know, I I think that like that character should have been so much more than what she was, and I do blame Singer for that. Yeah, you know, um, his interpretation of Rogue didn't dig it. Weak sauce. Yeah, weak sauce.
2: But I. I But his interpretation of of um...
1: Kitty. No. No.
2: Yeah, was good in Days of Future
1: Past. Yeah, but um, oh um, yeah, you know what I'm thinking of? Mystique. No, no, okay. no, pretty good. Yeah,
2: um, <laughs> brother of Scarlet Witch.
1: Oh um um, Quicksilver.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah.
2: Unbelievable. Yeah, I, agree. I mean that's yeah. the way that he was. I mean yeah. that's what he was. <laughs> but. I don't know. I, I I felt that singer just anyway. I'm biased because I mean, right? I, I am. I wanted something from X Men that I didn't get. Right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I got it in Future Past, and I got it in, um, the first one. Um, not the first X Men, but first class. First class. I got it.
1: Right. That was Matthew Vaughn who directed that one. though.
2: Right. right, but I mean,
1: I didn't get it from anything else. I think X2 is underrated. Okay. I, I, I think it's a better movie than people give it credit for. Mm. I think it told a very good story. I, I think it, it tried to, to kind of play with that Wolverine story a bit. You know, the, the origin of Wolverine. I, I thought, you know, the whole thing with Stryker. Like, I I... I like the direction it went. I mean, there it's, it's not a perfect movie, but I, I think it's better than people give it credit for. Okay. And again, like you get a lot of good Magneto stuff. You get this, you know, more Mystique. I mean, it, it's it's kind of fun. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get what you're saying. Like I, I get. I I can also point out like here, here was a guy who was a fan, and that was um. Oh, I can right, can't believe, can't think of his name. The guy who directed the Evil Dead. Oh, uh... Hm. Yeah, I know. But he was a Spider-Man. Sam, Sam Remy. Sam Remy was a huge <laughs> Spider-Man fan. Right. But a Silver Age Spider-Man. Yeah. Agreed. So, like, if you look at, like, the first two Spider-Man movies, they have a very Silver Age feel to them, which is why they, like... Particularly the second movie, like we talked about, like the second movie is a very, very good movie and probably very vastly underrated. Underrated, you know. But like that's why the that's why Toby McGuire's Peter Parker is the way that he is. Now you get to the third movie, he still wants to play with Silver Age characters, right? But they're forcing Venom on him, right? Right. right. Like because that's what the fans want, right? And he didn't get Venom at all. Right. That's not a Silver Age character. Sandman is Silver Age.
0: Right, right, right.
1: You know, so now you have a character he doesn't understand, you're forcing his hand with, and he's got to play with it, and he's got to hit certain beats. Like, you had to have that church scene.
0: Right, right. You right.
1: know, like, that had to be there, because that's, like, so iconic from when McFarlane did that. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? So, like, there were oddball things that, like, he had to do. All right, so, yeah, so I, I just, I feel like Sam Remy was a fan of the comic book series. I think... Spider-Man 1, for his time, was a very good movie.
2: For his time, yes. For his
1: time. It has not, has not aged well. Right. Okay. Spider-Man 2, a very good movie. Oh, very good. Spider-Man 3, not so much. No. No. But I, I don't completely blame Sam Remy for that. I, I, I That's when I start to blame Sony because they wouldn't let him do what he wanted to do. Right. You know, now do I think what Sam had planned is probably better than what Sony wanted him to do? I don't know. Right. But, like, the thing I'll never find out is, like, the, the Spider-Man 4 that he had planned where he wanted to do the vulture, what was his vulture going to be like? <laughs> right. You know, because like, don't get me wrong, like, I love Spider-Man as it's being portrayed. No, I love the Tom Holland Spider-Man. I think this is the best of the bunch, you know, and I mean, and we've discussed before, you know, our love of... Keaton is the vulture. Right. You know, But I would have loved to have seen how Sam Remy did it. Would he have done it old school style? Right. You know.
2: In that age.
1: In that, you know, because that's what he loved. Right, right. So, you know, would we have gotten Ben Kingsley, you know, shaved head, big nose, flying around in a goofy green suit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would we have gotten that or, or would they have tried to do something? modernize it I don't know if Sam Remy would have done that. Right, right. I don't know. I don't know. We'll never find out.
2: Nah. Only he knows.
1: Only Sam knows.
2: Yeah. <laughs> One thing, um, since we're on the subject of Spider Man, did you see that article that was released that um Abrams is gonna do a Spidey comic?
1: Yeah, like him and his son. Yeah. Yeah. That was interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting, too. Yeah. Like, the, I, I find it interesting that, like, you know, I, I guess, like, his son's trying to break out, and, and, I mean, I don't blame a guy, you know, using your influence to help get out. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I'm I'm intrigued to see, like, I would be intrigued to read something like that.
2: I think I would. Yeah. Yeah. I just read that today. I was like, yeah.
0: hmm,
1: pretty good.
2: I might be buying a comic or two. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. For me.
1: Yeah. That, that's it for me.
2: Although I did start watching the Woo Assassin.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Did
2: you it's pretty decent. Is it? Yeah, you should watch it.
1: Yeah, you, I You have I a lot of up. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I I started watching last weekend on Sunday, I started watching Glow. I got about through six episodes. Uh-huh. So and that's been very good and I wanna finish that off. Mm. And then um Nancy picked up for me uh Batman Hush. Okay. Which is like a DC animated movie. Yeah. Which is based upon one of my all time favorite Batman stories. So I'm very intrigued to see that. Yeah. Cause I love that that book. Yeah. And um You gotta
2: watch the boys.
1: Yeah, well, I mean that's I'm telling that's you that's down the road just because, you know, once I get moved into the new Haas, I plan on subscribing to Amazon Prime. Um I, al- I also, like, I want to get, uh, I need to subscribe to Bleacher Report Live. Okay. Well, like, there's a new wrestling organization called AEW. Okay. Um, and they've already had one pay-per-view and two other, like, they weren't pay-per-views, but they were, like, shows. Like, I haven't gone, they don't have a TV show. The TV show starts in October but um i've watched some of the stuff like on youtube uh-huh it's amazing yeah like it, this is wrestling like very well done like as a as a fan of pro wrestling like it it's it's reminiscent of like 90 style mhm a bit a bit yeah but like also a lot of new age innovation and like some of the tag team matches like with the young bucks they're they're a tag team that's, like they're fucking amazing. It's like the Hardy Boys are on crack. Really? Yeah. Like some of their moves are just like you're just like how the fuck did you not get hurt doing that?
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You
1: know, like like I, I it's just a, nuts. Like and so it's like great stuff and there have been some great matches and the pay per views of these shows have done very well. But it's like if you're a fan of WWF or WWE, like you subscribe to the WWE network and like for ten bucks a month you're getting the monthly pay per view. Instead of paying sixty right,
2: right. through cable, right, right. right.
1: Well, AEW is not big enough that they have their own app or their own network yet. So they've partnered with Bleacher Report, okay, who has their own stream like streaming like uh, s- service. Uh-huh. And so like, I subscribe to that, and I get the pay per view as part of the streaming service. Okay, you know, on top of whatever else they're they're showing. Yeah. So like, I'd like to sit down. I'd like to watch these pay per views. Like, there's one coming up on. Our, the next one's August 30th, and, like, some of the matches, like, I'm very intrigued, I want to see these matches. Okay. And, like, fuck it, for 10 bucks a month, you know, I'll get Bleacher Report, i get access to these wrestling pay-per-views that I want to watch, plus the other wackadoo shit that they show, like, as far as, like, some of the combat sports and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. You know, mixed martial arts and kickboxing and all the other... Crazy stuff, right? Right. Yeah. You know, so, I, I'm thinking about like I might be subscribing to that. And, you know, sounds like a good deal. Yeah, Disney Plus is just around the corner. Yeah. You know, I want to get that bundle. You know. So sure. I, like I mean, yeah. I mean, like, uh, you know, what, but once they get moved into Haas, like, like Amazon Prime is going to be, and that's like, what, like 120 bucks for the year. Right. Yeah. You know, so I might be. I I, I got to figure it all out. But like, yeah. I mean, I, I the, 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 the the between the boys. And Jack Ryan, those are two shows on Amazon that like it's like I ha- I have to see these at some point like it, it, it <laughs> just has Ryan's to happen good to yeah. So that's where that's at Jack.
2: All right, son. Yeah,
1: I'm trying to think. Well, well, did I watch anything? Like, no, not really. It's a Sunday. I watched. Uh, I started watching Glow and. I'll probably finish it this weekend and tomorrow night I'm probably not on Saturday off I'll probably while you're mm. limping around the the console PVG <laughs> right. arena alright I'll be uh, sitting in the, the comfort of my couch watching a, a Batman animated movie <laughs> nice and maybe I'll follow it up with a little Endgame nice yeah
2: I know I'm gonna watch game too I'm pretty desperate
1: yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, and, like, once I move into the house, like I said, like one of the things I want to do is I want to just watch them both back-to-back. Sure. Just, like, five and a half hours of glory.
2: Yeah. For sure.
1: Glorious. So. All
2: right.
1: I hey, that's the show. It is. Faux show.
0: Hmm.
1: All right, well, remember, there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch it. There's no mailbag tonight, by the way, folks. For those of you who are wondering... Um, no mailbag because we're recording on Friday night and I didn't tell anybody oh okay yeah so they can all eat a bag of dicks <laughs> <laughs> no um, but remember there are a number of different ways you can reach out and touch us hey I guess there's an email like um, our super fans normally do that email address is pittsburghnerdyahoo.com uh, you can also find us on Facebook and Twitter we're very easy to find just search Pittsburgh Nerd and we're right there And uh, we're also a member of a number of different podcasting networks. We're on the uh, Tangent Bound Network, the Weeby Geeks Network, and the Danger Entertainment Network. That's right. Just give them a Google search. You'll find all the other great podcasts they have to offer. And lastly, as always, we want to thank you, the listener, geez, uh, for giving us a listen each and every week. Uh, We greatly appreciate your support and uh, enjoying our hijinks and shenanigans. I hear that. Indeed. So on that note, the dreamer has awakened.
2: Peace.